Hey everyone, this is your host, Eddie Garcia. I just want to remind everyone that this first season is focused on vocations. Thought it would be a good idea to remind all of you. Uh, I've done my best to arrange interviews with men and women, religious, uh, lay, married, and single people who are living out their vocation. And this week we have with us with Rebecca Perez. She is the coordinator of evangelization and family outreach in my parish. She will talk to us about her encounter with Christ and how she's living out her vocation. So, Ms. Perez, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name is Rebecca Perez. I was born in Managua, Nicaragua. I am the baby out of five. I have two brothers, two sisters, and um, I was baptized Catholic, uh, but we never pray. We never went to church, so we didn't really live out our Catholic faith. Um, at the age of 14, I, I came to the United States. I went to California, and um, I was making a lot of bad choices, but thanks be to God, God didn't give up on me. Um, at the age of 19, I enter religious life. I enter the Missionaries of Charity with Mother Teresa. Um, l- years later, I got tuberculosis and I couldn't live religious life because of my health. I moved to Pennsylvania. I was trying to find a parish that I can call home and St. Anthony found me. Now I work there and here I am. I also just want to say that I am only sharing my story to give God the honor and glory for what he did and is doing in my life. Great. Once again, everyone, this is your host, Eddie Garcia, and this is the Acuities Initiative. We wish to get closer to Christ one day at a time. Pope John Paul II visited Nicaragua in the year 1983. Uh, Do you remember this event? And if so, do you remember where you were at the time? Yes, I was in fifth grade, and um, I don't know who the Pope was. Uh, I just remember um, the teacher in the classroom took me outside, and she said, you have been chosen to go welcome the Pope at the airport, and um, he's going to come tomorrow. When you go home today, ask your parents permission. And I said, okay. I didn't know who the Pope was again, but I know I wanted to go meet this man. So I went home and I asked my parents permission. Can I, I asked my mom actually, my dad was not home. I asked my mom, can I, can I go welcome the Pope? He's coming to Nicaragua tomorrow. And I got chosen and she said, no, I don't want you to go. So the next day I went to school and the teacher came right up to me and she said, did you get your parents' permission? And I say, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, they, they took us, uh, myself and a boy in my class, to the airport of Nicaragua. And I just remember um, meeting this man and he was wearing a white robe. And I just remember him just glowing. I don't know which other way to describe him. He was just glowing and um, he went to the boy next to me and he blessed the boy and then he came up to me and um, he blessed me and then he reached down to his pocket and he took a rosary, he kissed the rosary and he gave me the rosary. And I just remember it was just such an awesome experience and I was so happy. And um, so they took us back to school and then I walked home from my school back to my house and in the whole way I walked like 45 minutes every morning and every evening and every afternoon 
So I went, I'm in my way back to the house, um, the people in the streets, they were like, oh, we saw you in TV, you were with the Pope. And, and all I can think, oh, oh, my mom. So the, you know, so when I got to the house, she, she didn't respond with a very Catholic response. (laughs) (laughs) So, but you know, to this day, um, I have the rosary that the Pope gave me and and it was an uh, awesome experience. You mentioned earlier that you weren't very faithful growing up. Um, so when did you encounter God for the first time? When I went to California, um, like I said earlier, I, I did a lot of bad choices. I went to high school and um, I just was hanging out with the wrong crowd and I started drinking and doing drugs and um, just doing bad choices. And um, so I was living with my aunt and she said, I'm going to punish you. We're going to go to this lady's house and we're going to pray the rosary. That was my punishment to go with her to pray the rosary and I didn't know anything about the rosary I it looked like a necklace to me so when we went this lady's house they were praying the rosary and I just remember the owner of the house saying um the blessed mother she's your mother she loves you not to me just to among the people and they were sharing their testimony story how the blessed mother was in their life and how them praying the rosary was changing their life and I just remember that kind of stayed in my mind and then the next morning I went to school and a friend of mine um she she asked me to you know get out of school at 10 a.m in the morning to go to another friend's house and and I didn't want to go but I just felt like sometimes you just do things out of I don't know pressure or just plain stupidity and so I went, and they started um, doing drugs, and so they gave me some drugs, and I said, I don't want to do it, and then they were just like, okay, whatever, and they started doing drugs, so one of them, um, she she came up very close to me, and she said, oh, Rebecca, I don't feel good, I don't feel good, and I said, stop messing around, and then I noticed her face, she, got, she, start, she started to get purple, and I got really scared, and then I called 911. And this is a Wednesday morning, like 11 a.m. in the morning. Um, and the police came, the ambulance came, and the ambulance took my friend. And they took the police um, officer, they took me, and um, they put me, um, I don't want to say jail, but it was it was in, in a small room. And... Um, the the officer started asking me questions what were you girls doing and I said nothing and she he said were you doing drugs and I said no and then they just left me there for for hours and then he came back and he had a very small plastic container and he said I want you to I want you to um, pee in this container so I went to the bathroom and I gave him the cup and when he left, I got in my knees for the first time in my life. I knew I would be positive because drugs stay in your system for days. I asked God to help me, and in return, I will give him my life. So I waited there for um, hours, and then the officer came back, and he said, your friend died of an overdose, and um, you test came back negative. You're free to go. go. Go home. And I just remember being stunned 
I didn't know what to do, cry. And I only knew that God was real and that he did listen to me and that he was in that room and that he's been looking for me. And I, um, from that day, I, I started, I started to be hungry for God. I started thirsting for God. I went to church every day and I would go to mass. I didn't receive communion because I didn't feel worthy because of the stuff that I did. And um, I remember the priest just kind of like looking at me that I wouldn't receive communion. And one day after Mass, he came up to me and he said, would you like to go to confession? And I said, yes, I would like to go to confession. I didn't know how to even go to confession. And I just remember telling him all my stories. And, and he said, well, that's really nice, but now I need you to confess your sins. And then he walked me through the Ten Commandments. And I just remember feeling the grace of God, um, just, um, I just, if I can describe it with words, I felt like God gave me a shower. He washed my soul and he made me new. I felt like God gave me a heart surgery. Like he took my heart broken and he placed a new heart in me. And I just remember praying. And from that day on, I, I have this relationship with God that I wouldn't change for anything or anyone. And then how did you come to become a nun? Yes, so um, after um, the priest heard my confession, he said, um, maybe God is calling you to be a sister. And I just couldn't believe it after I told him all my sins, he thought, that God would be calling me to be a sister, but he put a little seed in my heart. So I prayed about it and I discerned for a year and a half. And I remember um, going to my house and um, I picked up a, a yellow book. I don't know if you guys remember, but it's where you have people's addresses and phone numbers and businesses. So I remember looking for convents and um, I remember opening it and the missionaries of charity um, phone number was there and I, I called and I, poor sister, <laughs> I called and I said, is this the place where you become a nun? And she said, as a matter of fact, yes, it is. And she said, how old are you? And she asked my name and she said, well, tomorrow we have a program for two weeks that is called Come and See. So what you do, you come and you see if God is calling you to be a sister. And I said, okay, I, I'll go tomorrow. And I, I lived in Los Angeles and the convent was in San Diego, California. So it was about two hours drive. So I called my sister. She lived in San Francisco, California at that time. And I said, sis, I think God is calling me to be a nun. And she's like, oh my God, are you on drugs? And I said to her, no, I'm not. I really believe the Lord is calling me to, to, to be a sister. And then I call other uh, family members and everybody asked me the same question. They're like, are you on drugs? Are you crazy? And I said, <laughs> I said, no, I just want to give God a chance. So I went there and, and I stayed there for, for two weeks and it fell and you're going to think I'm crazy, but it felt like, you know, when you go to the shoe store and you try a shoe and it fits, that's how I felt. I felt home when I went there. I felt that that place was made for me. 
so I responded to God's call and I stay there. I was a contemplative sister. You mentioned that you were a missionary of charity. So how did being part of Mother's, Mother Teresa's order affect you? I actually got to meet her. I had a privilege of having a one-to-one meeting with her. In the meeting, just out of nervousness, I said to her, <laughs> I said to her, Mother, who's your favorite saint? And she smiled. And she said, um, Our Lady is my favorite saint. And um, and then I said, Mother, what's your favorite color? I think she wanted me to be quiet. <laughs> but I just asked that out of nervousness. And she was such a tender mother. She said, my favorite color is blue. And she, she said, Sister, love Jesus. She said to me, you have a great potential to be a saint. Stay close to Our Lady. She will help you. So those words that... To this day, I still remember her. And I remember um, in the morning, she was the first one in the chapel. And um, she was just her subject. It was God. She always wanted to talk to us about God. And I remember one time I was in the kitchen and um, she was doing her own dish. She was doing her own dish. And she looked at me and she said, Sister, you are precious to him. You are precious to God, sister. Don't ever forget that. And those words just stay with me forever. You said that you asked her who her favorite saint was. So I would like to ask you, it's a question I've asked all of my other guests. Who is your favorite saint and who is a saint that you feel has guided you throughout your life? Um, saint Therese, the little flower. Of course, Mother Teresa. Uh, John Paul II. Padre Pio. I just think they're awesome. I think that um, um, there are our spiritual brothers and sisters that are in heaven helping us, interceding for us. So I just, um, those four are really, really special to me. And of course, the Blessed Virgin Mary. So how are you living out your vocation today? Yes, yeah, so I I got tuberculosis in the convent and um I couldn't live the life because my health was very poor, so I, I came out of the convent. But I want to say this, God does not change his mind. He always has a plan for you, and he has a plan for me. So I moved to Pennsylvania, and I was looking for a parish to call home, and I actually got lost. Um, I thought I was going to another parish, and I ended up at St. Anthony's, and St. Anthony found me. And uh, well, I work there, and um, the ministry that I do is evangelization. And it's kind of funny because um, I wanted to do that from the beginning. I wanted to tell people about Christ because of what I experienced in my life. And now I do that. I, you know, I do not wear a habit. I'm not a sister, but I love God. And I know He loves me, and I know He has a purpose in my life. And the Blessed Virgin Mary, they're both have been with me from the beginning and now I work with um, you know our parishioners I work very closely with the Hispanic community and I truly love what I do what advice would you give to anyone who is struggling to find and live out their vocation well first you got it um, you got to give God a chance you know and I'm telling you you won't be disappointed God always 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 comes through we tend to look for happiness in the wrong places and doing wrong things. And I only know this because I did. 
and only in God and doing his will will truly will find true happiness and peace. So I would say to someone, listen to God, give him a chance, pray. And sometimes God speaks to you in the silence of your heart. So I would say, listen, pray, um, go to mass, go to confession. Um, there's holy hours. If you can go to holy hour, um, and get close to Our Lady because she always brings you to her son, Jesus. Well, that was great. Everything you said was great. Um, thank you very much. Hopefully, listeners will take something and apply it to their lives. If you haven't already, please subscribe and comment. Um, that would be greatly appreciated. You can find this podcast by searching the Acuities Initiative on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next time on the Akuti Initiative, where we shall get closer to Christ one day at a time. God bless, and I hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving.